From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. January jobs numbers are out today, suggesting some mixed feelings about the health of the U.S. economy. Last month, U.S. industries created 151,000 jobs, shy of economists' expectations, and down from the 260,000 revised jobs in December. Sam Fleming, the FT's U.S. economics editor, is on the line from Washington. He's going to help me unpack some of these numbers. Sam, thanks for joining me. Great to be here. So, Sam, the number of jobs created in January, they they were, as I mentioned, lower than economists already, slightly lowered expectations from the December numbers. But at the same time, the rate of wage growth has increased and unemployment dipped below 5%. And I think that's the lowest it's been in quite some time. Can you just break these down and perhaps tell me if you're able to infer anything about the health of the U.S. economy from this data? Sure. Yeah. In terms of the payroll uh, growth, uh, that was a little bit disappointing. Uh, It was lower than what Wall Street was predicting, the 151,000 figure, and certainly lower than the rate we were seeing at the end of last year. So on the surface, this is a slightly disappointing report. But I think uh, if you unpack the numbers a little bit more, you can see some more positive signs in these data. Uh, I think uh, the wage growth that you referred to is one important uh, sign of improvement in the US economy. Uh, If you annualize uh, the rate of wage growth uh, over the past six months, it's the fastest since the recovery began uh, wage growth. Uh, And real wage growth, um, which is adjusted by inflation, is obviously very strong because inflation is so low. So in terms of the money people have to to spend every month, that seems to be improving. If you couple that with very low oil prices, again, that should see stronger uh, disposable incomes, uh, available incomes to spend on uh, things other than the household essentials. So I think there are reasons to be positive on that score. Uh, the unemployment rate is down below 5%, as you mentioned as well. Uh, That's important. I think uh, this is more or less where the Federal Reserve now sees the longer term sustainable rate of unemployment. Uh, So we're very close now to full employment in the US economy. And uh, just to uh, refer back to wages again, once you see full employment, once you see the unemployment rate this low, uh, you ought to start seeing higher wage growth. That's something that the Federal Reserve has been expecting to see. It's been absent for a while, but maybe, just maybe, we're now starting to see the pickup in wages uh, that the Federal Reserve has been expecting. So I want to get I want to get back to the Federal Reserve in just a second. But before that, if you look at the wage growth rate, some of the industries that added jobs last month, you look at retail, the service sector, even manufacturing. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think all those uh, sectors are important uh, are positives in terms of the way the jobs growth we've seen. Uh, man- if I just look at them one by one, manufacturing uh, was very surprising in some ways, the strength we saw in manufacturing hiring, given the pain that's been uh, mm-hmm. recorded in the manufacturing sector from the high dollar and the slump in the oil price, which is really hitting capital investment and therefore uh, a demand for many of the goods that uh, manufacturers make in the US. So uh, some signs of res- resilience in the manufacturing sector, although we want to see whether this can be sustained uh, next month. Then if you think about retail, the retail sector, this is a very consumer-facing sector, needless to say. It's gaining jobs at a very strong rate, and that suggests that underlying the picture here is reasonably good consumer demand and consumer spending, which is uh, encouraging retailers to add to their workforces. 
And then finally, hospitality, again, I'd say is a very uh, consumer facing uh, sector and again, is seeing strong hiring. So it looks like uh, in, in a lot of these businesses, there's enough demand for employers to feel they ought to be adding to their headcount. So on, on the whole, we've got steady, positive news out of today's report, but the issue of productivity still still remains. Productivity has been relatively flat despite the steady jobs growth. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I think that's the big downside for the US economy. One of the big downside risks really is the poor productivity numbers. We've seen really very strong hiring, the, the longest streak of private sector hiring on record for in recent years. And yet that has not been accompanied by improvements in productivity. Productivity has been very weak because GDP growth has been very weak. The final quarter of last year, again, saw very poor productivity. So one of the question marks that people have about the sustainability of the US recovery is this absence of good productivity growth. It's an important underpinning for sustainable growth. It hasn't been there. And therefore, when you're thinking about reasons to worry about the US economy and reasons to worry about the sustainability of the upturn that uh, President Obama was hailing this afternoon following this jobs report, one thing to really focus in on is productivity. And so I, I promised I'd get to the Fed. And so just returning to that, you know, steady job gains, low unemployment, if that holds, there are still a number of other global factors at play that will affect uh, any decisions regarding interest rate rises this year, right? Yes. Now, the Fed's pinned its case for higher interest rates firmly on the labour market. Uh, I think they'll obviously be looking a little warily at the slowdown in hiring in January. But broadly speaking, my guess is that the Fed will look positively on these numbers, especially the wage numbers and the sign that the unemployment rate is continuing to gradually fall uh, and getting closer and closer to really where they expect it to bottom out. So I think, broadly speaking, the Fed will take some heart for these numbers, especially after all the gloom and doom surrounding the US economy that we've seen in recent weeks following the market uh, volatility. What does that mean for Fed policy? I think that the volatility we've seen in recent weeks and the uncertainty about the global economy, the high dollar, the oil price slump, the worries about China's uh, growth model, all those will mean that it will be quite wary when it comes to March, which is the first, uh, which is the next meeting and the one where uh, potentially going into the year, some people would have expected it to move, but many people now expect it to wait. So uh, still juries out on March, but uh, I certainly wouldn't think that they would take enough from this report to think that they're safe raising again in March. That then pushes us to April, uh, June, uh, and June as being the next uh, meetings where they might consider more seriously an upward move in interest rates. I think what happens will depend very, very heavily on the markets and whether they stabilize from here. But in terms of the uh, underlying health of the US economy, uh, as I said, I think this jobs report is moderately optimistic. You mentioned volatility. The New Hampshire primary is next week. How do you see this jobs news playing out in the political stump speeches of the likes of Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, even Ted Cruz or Donald Trump? Well, you'd certainly expect it from Hillary Clinton, who is in part running on Barack Obama's uh, economic track record. Uh, It was no coincidence that you had Obama out uh, this afternoon after these numbers were released. 
attacking Republicans for going around on the stump and spreading gloom and despair about the US economy when, as the president said, actually the numbers are, are pretty good. The counter to all that is, yes, the numbers are fairly good, but uh, a lot of people are really not feeling the benefits in their wage packets and haven't for many years. Uh, and there's a declining workforce participation. It, ticked up a little bit this month, but broadly speaking, a lot of people are outside the job market altogether. So there are a lot of problems in the US economy as well. And those are obviously the um, the aspects of this that you'd expect uh, Republican challenges to play up and also uh, Bernie Sanders in his, right. uh, his uh, campaigning. Sam Fleming, US economics editor for the Financial Times. You can read more on the US economy at ft.com. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might like to listen to our latest FT Investigation series, Hanergy and China's Corporate Debt Spiral. We tell the story of the dramatic rise and fall of solar energy company Hanergy. FT reporters Miles Johnson, Lucy Hornby, and Cynthia Murku investigate the trail of debt that led to its spectacular decline. Listen next week, from Tuesday. Go to FT Investigations at Stitcher, iTunes, ft.com slash podcasts or wherever you download.